Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Taiwo Dukoya, the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shape on your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Let's turn our Bibles quickly to 1 Samuel chapter 30. Praise the Lord. I won't read the whole chapter because of time. Jesus is Lord. I'll read verse 17. I'll read from verse 17, probably 17, 18. Uh, yeah. Up to 20. First Samuel 30 from verse 17. Then David attacked them from twilight until the evening of the next day. Not a man of them escaped. Except 400 young men who rode on camels and fled. So David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away. And David rescued his two wives. And nothing of theirs was lacking. Either small or great. Sons or daughters. Spoil or anything which they had taken from them. David recovered all. Then David took all the flocks and heads they had driven before those other livestock and said, this is David's spoil. Praise the Lord. Amen. The context I'm sure most of us are familiar with. David has escaped. He's been, David was being pursued. And he had escaped into the territory of the Philistines. A man being pursued. A man being pursued. Though the anointed of the Lord. Though a covenant child of God. Though the king as it were. Yet to be made manifest. Anointed. But he was being pursued. So David escaped. Looking for safety and trying to save their life, he escaped into the territory or into the regions of the Philistines. And how he got there, you know the rest of the story. He feigned madness to stay alive. And invariably, he was accepted. And along the way, he became very popular because he would fight their battles. You know, this David that was being pursued was created to fight. I hope somebody's hearing me. He was created to fight. He was created to be a warrior. And yet, he was being pursued. But it didn't take time before they realized what David was made of. And so every battle and every war that Archich will go to, David was there. He was a ready machinery. Himself and his men. And so there was this battle between Ashish and David's own covenant people. And David just could not find a way 
to pull back. David, you are, you've always been there for every battle and every war. So David will not wait for questions to be asked. So he volunteered as usual. But God will not allow you attack the covenant. Deliberately, no. David had a reluctance, but he had to find loyalty. You want to go and fight the children of Israel? Your covenant brothers? So God has a way of delivering his own. I don't know who I'm talking to here. Somebody is about to be delivered. You are in a place it's difficult to say no. But somehow, you know God will not have you go that way. And guess what happened? The laws of the Philistines said no. Archish did say no. But his warlords said no. I don't know where you think it's yours. But God is saying no, 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 no. He will use the loss of the Philistines to say no. And don't begin to assume that you have lost. You haven't. When God says no, it's because there's a bigger and better yes ahead. So as she said, I see your loyalty. I see your faithfulness. I see your skills. I know how you are to me. I see your heart towards me. But my lords say no. So David, you have to go back. For the first time since he had escaped there, the war was about to start and David and his men had to withdraw. Well, look like David rejection. The devil, of course, will go to the David. Can't you see what I'm saying? Rejection is certainly now. Those who love you are beginning to attack you. But David knew in the recesses of his heart, this is God delivering me from trouble. I'm trying to give you the setting. And so David returned to Ziklag, to Baze, in the territory of the Philistines. And guess what? For David's men, it was a disappointment. David, you are losing it. David, see, you are losing favor. Rejection. People are beginning to reject you. So they were disappointed. And so they got to Ziklag. It was sacked. All their wives and children were taken away. All they had ever worked for, taken away. Everything burnt down. The men said to themselves, I think God's judgment has come on you, David. We need to reassess our followership of you. I think there's something wrong. We need, to, we, need, we need to look again whether we should be in this company. Now they've forgotten that they came indebted, rejected. They came totally destitute. And they became strong men under the leadership of David. They've forgotten. But they were assessing what to do. How to just, let's leave this man and go. But if he's just to leave him to go, it would have been good. What about our wives? What about our children? We've lost everything. I think we should stone him. That was a capital punishment in those days. When warriors will stone you, it's like you are facing the firing squad today. 
How do you say that, Pastor Taiwo? He took one stone to kill Goliath. And Goliath was rated as, you are too young to fight in the war. Now warriors say, let's stone him. And the Bible tells us he was distressed. Greatly distressed. Oh, encouragement. The men wept more than he, he, he wept. He was weeping. The men wept much more. The Bible said that they wept until they had no more strength to weep. When men look at you and weep and weep and weep and tired of weeping, you are in trouble. But then, ladies and gentlemen, listen. David knew he had a covenant with God. He knew at that point in the midst of the tears and the hopelessness, he knew the God he served. And I guess him in his spirit, probably not the same tune, but some song because he was a man of songs. At that point, he will call to mind. Goliath could not stand. You moved in. The lion could not stop you. The beard could not stop you. The Amalekites will not stop you. He encouraged himself. Call for the airport. And asked from the Lord. He asked from the Lord. He sought the Lord. He knocked on the door of heaven. Why? Because he has a right. A covenant child of God. And guess what he said? Shall I pursue? Will I overtake? God answered immediately. God did not put it on the queue. He didn't put it in the stack of things to answer. Shall I? He said, pursue. You will surely Overtake them and without fail, you will recover all. I, t- I title this message Total Recovery. In the name of Jesus. Oh, glory. Wow. I sense in my spirit, man, that what the devil thought is concluded in this camp is about to be overturned. In the name of Jesus. I mean to be overturned, overturned permanently. When God moves covenantly, the Egyptians you saw yesterday, you will never see again. I don't know what's about to drown you. I don't know what's about to make nonsense of your faith and your covenant. Uh, I think uh, they've gone too far. Say you will surely overtake them. And without fail, I like the way God talks. You will recover all. I want to stress the fact that it's the covenant matter. And that's what that was what led to and David attacked them. You know, the, the supernatural orchestration of how he found them. The dying Egyptian servant of the Amalekite. Found by his men. 
So he attacked them from twilight until dawn. And then the Bible tells us not one, not one escaped except for the young men who rode the camels. So hear me. The things that followed you up till now to undo you if it does not vanish before you it will flee from you. The Bible says the wicked flee when no man pursues. And when the wicked flee it flees in terror. Every death attack every shame attack every poverty attack every disgrace I don't know what the devil is scheming at but because you are a covenant child of God because you are a covenant child of God because there is the God that reigns over the whole earth they will flee from you to refuse to flee is to be destroyed your, the, the mention of your name will be a dread to them. Your fear will paralyze them. It's not because you have ten heads. It's just because you have a covenant in place. Sealed by the blood of Jesus. You are a covenant child of God. Situations will come and will go. Oh yes. Seasons we keep changing. But the covenant keeping God will never change. He says in something, is it 89, 34? He said, My covenant I will never break. Men may mess up. Men will always mess up. But God will never mess up. He went after them. But see, I realize that this is God's nature. Hence the spontaneity of the answer. He said, what do you mean by that? Here Jesus declared in Luke, ah, John chapter 10 verse 10, it's the thief that comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I am come that you may have what? Life and have it. Thank you. So you can see the character and the nature of the God we serve. That is the heart of the Father. You say, what's the heart? Oh, total recovery. Look, 1910. Here, Jesus. Look, 1910. It says, for the Son of Man, come on, help me, has come to what? And to what? So remove restoration. Jesus will never come. He will never have come. The only reason he came to our planet to pursue, to rescue, to restore. You see, in his teachings, he was trying to help us understand the heart of the Father and the very, very, very core of his ministry. Guess what he did? He gave us parables upon parables. In one he says, it's like a woman who lost a coin. He said, she will sweep the whole house. She will move the bed and move the stool and move the table just to find it. 
And when she finds it, she will call her neighbors. Let us rejoice. Come rejoice with me. He was telling her, oh, I feel the fire right in my shoes. Honest, I feel like hot water in my shoes. Uh, uh, he will call the neighbor that mission is accomplished. I have pursued, I have overtaken, I have recovered. He said, oh, who amongst you will have a hundred sheep and one will be missing and you go home and sleep in peace? You will leave the night and nine and go after the one that is missing. And when you find it, when he finds it, he picks it and puts it on his neck and he comes home for a party. It's the heart of the covenant. It's the heart of our father. No wonder David knew what to do. What did he do? He asked Jesus said in the scripture that we heard, ask, you will receive. Seek, you will find. Uh, see, 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 understand this, that whether we're talking old or new covenant, these were things, or rather, of the Bible, these, all the words there and the promises, they were within the covenant. So this was God talking to his covenant people. If you see yourself as a covenant child of God, and you take that word as coming from your covenant father, I wonder who will stop it from coming to pass. Then the third one, he said, a father had two sons. And then there was one that became prodigals. You see, when it comes to things, they got lost. But how do people get lost? They willingly do. They make the choices. I don't know what choices you have made that is haunting you this morning. You are the most merciful as your father. I don't know where you have taken for granted. And you keep taking for granted. But because he has a covenant of mercy, he's waiting for your repentance. Will you allow him? Or will you continue to take him for granted? Have mercy, Lord. Have mercy, Lord. Have mercy, Lord. Have mercy, Lord. If you observe, David's vocabulary was covenant vocabulary. That was the way he communicated. I'm asking for grace. When David is speaking, you hear mercy. You hear goodness. You hear loving kindness. I mean, kindness. Goodness, loving kindness, mercy, they are all referring to one same word at the center of the covenant in the Hebrew language among the Hebrews is called Chesed. That was what they were singing. The Lord is good. That's, that's an allusion to covenant. And there's mercy is covenant. Endure forever. That was what they were singing. Enemies destroyed themselves. They know the God they have. Understanding this, the covenant-keeping God never gives up. And so we all begin to see the difference between David and the rest of the men. They gave up. They were hurting like David was hurting. 
When the Bible says greatly distressed, it said their, their hearts were bitter. But in the midst of the bitterness of heart, David knew. He was a covenant child of God. That was the difference. So he turned and said, Shall I? God didn't wait. He said, Move. To prove to you that it's a covenant matter when it comes to pursuing and recovering. Genesis 14 14. Quickly, Genesis 14 14. I want to show you something there. I want to see someone here this morning, the God you trust, that has brought you to this service, will never disappoint you. And in the name of Jesus, you will return. I know in the name of Jesus, you will return with testimonies. Now, let's read. Now, when Abraham heard that his brother was taken captive, that's a loss. Now, again, I want you to quickly remember this story. He was just a funny young man. His association with Abraham was the reason he became who he was. And now he allowed his men to start to fight Father Abraham. They probably didn't initiate it, but he didn't stop them. And when Abraham saw that strife would take over the house, he said, come on, let there be no strife. Sir, Ma, I don't care what you are losing to save your home from strife. If you allow strife, it will eat up everything. Whatever you are losing to save your home from strife, you will recover a thousand times over. Strife and covenant don't go together. And a lot of us just enjoy it. Say, what's strife? You like to keep malice. You like to be vindictive. That was how the Lord got into trouble anyway, because when Abraham said, let there be no strife, he said, choose, the land is before you, choose what? And he, the guy just, he thought he chose the best part, or the better part of the land. But that was where war removed him. And so they came to tell the father Abraham, and now when Abraham heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his 318, I'm sorry, yeah, 18 trained servants who were born in his house and went in pursuit as far as Dan. Uh, it's amazing that it, a verse before, can you give me the verse before? I want you to see something there quickly. Uh, yes. Then one had escaped, uh, then one who had escaped came and told Abraham, the Hebrew, for he dwelt in ter- I mean, by the turbine trees of Mamre, the Amorite, the brother of Eskor, the brother of Anna, and they were Come on, help me. So he had links with Eshkor. So he could have beckoned to great armies to come. But there are battles you don't win with great armies. You win through the covenant that you have. A confederacy of army just took his brother. He, he, should, have, he should have mustered some army. Hey, no, sometimes you make, the, you make a mistake of amassing too many people. Said they were allies of Abraham. But the next verse, Abraham didn't call them. He called the men in his house, born in his household. 
He went strictly on the strength of the covenant he had with God. We were born in his own house. And went in what? Help me, church. He went in what? So you don't... See, she said something when she was sharing the, I mean, the, the, the promise. You don't say because it's all done. Jesus really has finished the work. So you're just going to fold your arm and... No, no, no. That you have a part to play. God expects you to trust him enough. And if you do trust him, you will move in the direction of what he has said. Yes, it's done. But God expects some responsibilities of you. Remember when Moses was talking to him and he had already quieted quiet, the, the, the Israelites by the Red Sea and was talking to God. He said, what are you doing standing there crying out to me? Tell them to what? Go! He went after them. He went in pursuit. Everybody say, pursue! Come on, talk to me. Yeah. He went in pursuit of, I mean, as far as that. Next verse, next verse, next verse. He divided his forces against them by night, and, uh, and he and his servants attacked. Come on, everybody say, attacked. Okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. Attacked them and did what? Pursued. Pursued them as far as Hoba, which is north of Damascus. Next verse. So he brought back all the, he brought back some. He brought back again. Somebody will live here with all in the name of Jesus. Hey! Say all! In the name of Jesus! All! 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 In the name of Jesus. He brought all the goods and also brought back his brother Lord and his goods as well as the women and the people. Next verse. And the king of Sodom, you see, when you, when, you, when you are looking good, men want to identify with you. The king of Sodom, where was he when they, when they, when, when they sacked his, his, his country? He now came to him and guess what? He was coming to the proposal. Give me the people, you keep the goods. Abraham said, let no man ever say that you are making Abraham rich. God will not share his glory. Never. Verse 18. Then, Melchizedek, be careful. When, <laughs> when God is about to move, be careful that you don't accept this, the fake in your hastiness. He had won the war. He knew how. He knew why. He knew who his stronghold was. And he was coming back. And the king of Sodom was coming to make some nasty, funny suggestions. Then Melchizedek appeared. The king of Salem. If you check the book of Hebrew, you get more about him. No beginning. No ending. No father. No mother. The priest of God forever. It, from eternity past to eternity future. Heaven himself coming down, the pre-incarnate Jesus appeared. And guess what he said? He was the priest of God. Come on, help me. Most high. 
Any, any person can have gods that have priests, but there is the God who is the most high. Melchizedek was the priest of that God. And what did he do? Very much like God. When God meets you, the first thing is bless. He blessed him and said, Bless me what? Abraham of? That's a covenant term. Bless me, Abraham, Abraham of God. Abraham, you belong to God in the covenant. You are different from every other person. The possessor of heaven and earth. Do you know that you are better than that position now? Eh? Somebody say, are you better than Abraham? No, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not competing. I'm not getting to compete. Abraham at that time was still trying to get into it. He got it and he gave it, he's given it to us. So we have a better understanding. Our covenant today is a, 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 a better covenant based on better promises. The blood of Jesus has been shed on Calvary. Oh, come on. Twenty. And blessed be God most high who has delivered your enemies into your hands. And guess what Abraham did? Next king of Salem brought what? Covenant is never empty-handed. God brought bread and wine. And by the time the man finished all he was saying, Abraham gave him tight. Some guys are preaching tight. Tell them to keep quiet. And go and study. Where was Moses here? Was Melchizedek born of a woman? He came out from God, ratifying the covenant. He said that you move in the strength of the covenant, that you trust so much that you make such a move. You are blessed, bread and wine. You see what communion means to us? No wonder Jesus says, every time you do, remember. And what was the response? Tight. We don't beg people to give tight in fountain. We tell them that it is expected of you. It's a covenant issue. It's an exchange with God. I think that's the most I want to take there. You say, why did you go this far? Because I wanted to show you, he pursued, overtake, recovered all. How? Covenant. I have to stop. In five minutes. Remember David? Goliath. King Saul was fleeing. All the warriors were fleeing. David came seemingly by chance, but divinely orchestrated. And he came in there and Goliath came to brag. I don't know what is bragging against you. And it looks so coincidental. And David heard. And he saw the king and all the warriors fleeing. No. When it comes to the covenant, you must pursue. You must move towards what has been done for you. And the moment you will have to confront. If you're not confronted, you can't recover. Then he was still asking questions. When he was able to hear clearly what the man was saying. And from what the man was saying, he said, This is an uncircumcised Philistine. You know what that means? 
this one does not have the covenant I have. And yet he's bragging against the God of my covenant. He said, what will happen to the man that kills him? <laughs> because if a covenant child of God that knows his right is in this place, he will attack him. He won't flee from him. Remember, David was being pursued. Now, from the rest of the story, it was David that pursues. He would never have confronted Saul. You know why? Not because he couldn't win, he couldn't defeat Saul. He respected the covenant. You are now the anointed king. That man has been deposed. Drive him away. No, 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 no. Covenant is such that I respect my king. Let God remove him. And God did. When the high priest slapped Paul, for what reason? That he was preaching the gospel? Paul replied him. And somebody said, don't you know that he's the high priest? Paul said, I'm sorry, I didn't know. If I knew, I wouldn't have. Covenant. But that does not mean that he will respect the devil. He pursued and he recovered all. Let me go back to finish my sermon. The Bible says he got back everything that was taken. Nothing was lacking. He got back his two wives. Please, I'm not saying go and marry two wives. The covenant we run is one man, one wife. Why two wives? The same reason why people say rubbish about tight on the law. Hardness of man's heart. Some people don't understand. But if you are going to be a deacon, or a bishop, you're going to serve. You must be a man. Oh, that means if you're not going to be that, you must have two wives. No, no, no. Those who have two wives are those who they had their wives before they became converted. He says, let them come in, but they cannot be pastors. But you cannot be a Christian and go and marry three wives or two wives. Mm-mm. Hallelujah. So he got them. Nothing lacking. This is the place that really interests me the most. And nothing of theirs was lacking. Either small or great, sons or daughters, spoil or anything which they had taken from them. David recovered all. Next slide. Then David took all the flocks and the herds and, and they had driven before those other livestock and said, You see, you know what I said here? They was, what they had when they came to Ziklag. Before they attacked and packed the one in Ziklag, he recovered everything they took from Ziklag and what they had before, he took it to. Everywhere the devil has attacked you, for everything you have lost, is it your dignity? Is it your health? Is it your peace? Double return in the name of Jesus. I'm talking because it's a covenant matter. Is it your provision? Is it your dream or vision? Is it your sense of value? Whatever you have lost, I command in the name of Jesus. And whatever we have lost, in the name of Jesus, I come through the covenant which we have through the blood of Jesus Christ. I command total restoration in the name of Jesus. 
in the place of death I decree life in the name of Jesus in the place of sickness I decree healing and health in the name of Jesus in the place of fear I decree boldness and courage in the place of want and lack I decree provision in the name of Jesus in the place of barrenness I decree fruitfulness in the name of Jesus in the place of shrinking values I decree the high morals of God in the name of Jesus the thief comes not before to kill to steal to destroy Jesus said I have come that you may have life I decree life I decree overwhelming life abundant life in the name of Jesus and I want you to remember you are a covenant child of God and the God you serve is able to do exceedingly I was seeing that I was feeling the fire he's able he's able whatever you have lost even if it was due to your mistake and today you are saying have mercy Lord have mercy Lord that's a covenant prayer that's a covenant demand in the name of Jesus receive Father, we give you praise. Father, we give you honor. Somebody declare I'm a covenant child of God. I pursue everything Jesus has settled for me. I pursue. I never give up. I overtake. I recover all. To the glory of his holy name. In the name of Jesus. Uh, so David encouraged himself. So on a daily basis, encourage yourself. You're a covenant child of God. You serve the God that will never give up. The God that will always make sure you recover. Oh. Let's just lift our hands and give him praise. And give him honor. And worship him. And adore him. We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Tai Udukoya, please contact us at the Fountain of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries, Off Town Planning Way, Ilukoju, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you. God bless you.